Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. I'm finally reading our pop-up book club book, Outlive. It's good, isn't it? It is good. As predicted, it's making me think I need to be doing a lot more cardio, which is unfortunate. That is highly unfortunate, yes. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in Ojai, right outside of LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Liz. That's me, Liz Craft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. Today, we're going to talk about our upcoming retreat. It's only a few days away, and it's all things that make you nervous rolled into one weekend. Then in Take a Hike, Sarah talks about why we should all find a volunteer opportunity that works for us. And this week's Hollywood hack can make work more pleasant and very possibly more productive. Plus, Liz is on a celebrity sighting role. You have another celebrity sighting and a book recommendation. Sarah, a while ago, we recommended joining Threads. Yes. That's the Twitter slash X alternative. Um, I think a lot of people joined, then it tapered off. But you noticed that they've been doing something that has been very useful. Yes. Yeah, so one of the main reasons I like that particular form of social media is journalists. I love to follow journalists and get insights into news and smart people who understand climate science because I don't. And what has started happening on threads is people are posting, like, if you're a journalist on this thread, tell us, like, what your area of expertise is so people can follow you. So there will be one big long thread, all of journalists, so you can look and see, oh, is this a particular thing I'm interested in? Is this not? And it's Threads has like become so much more useful, at least for what I like, which is political insight and journalistic insight into various things. And it's like exploding all of a sudden. That's great. Yeah, I looked after you said that and I saw, oh yeah, this is happening and it's super It's happening. Useful. Yes. So just a little update on Threads. It's worth checking out. Yes. Okay, Liz, it's time for From the Treadmill Desks Of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's our Happier in Hollywood retreat. Yes. So, Sarah, we're very excited about it, but we are also nervous. 
On Sunday afternoon, I thought, okay, a week from now, the retreat will be over. <laughs> and I hopefully it will have been a big success. We want to do it. We're looking forward to it. And yet it's also daunting. It is. Because yes. it's outside of our normal day. Now, yes, we run a room often and we're used to that. But it's sort of different when you've brought people to a location for a whole weekend and designed, I don't know, a curriculum, for lack of a better word, and are in charge of executing it. And you want everyone to feel like this is worth their time and money because they have to pay for it. So we feel pressure. Yes. Well, and it's everything that people have anxiety about all wrapped into one or, in fact, three days. <laughs> or at know. least we have anxiety about. Yes, we Maybe have not anxiety everyone. about. It's, it's public <laughs> Many speaking. People. You know, it's meeting new people. It's entertaining. It's like, oh, all of these things all at once. Um, and I was thinking about, you know, why are we doing it? Because we could just not do it and not deal with any of that. <laughs> but it goes back to always wanting to live in an atmosphere of growth. That is something, you know, my sister Gretchen Rubin, we talk about her all the time. I think 10 or 11 years ago now, she published The Happiness Project. And the main takeaway for me from The Happiness Project that totally changed my life was the idea of living in an atmosphere of growth. And that's what I always go back to. Yeah. And there's just no question that doing the retreat, executing this, helps us live in an atmosphere of growth. Absolutely. And hopefully... I might add, helps the people going to the retreat live in an atmosphere of growth as well. That's the main thing, I you know, really that we want to get out of the weekend. And yes. it helps that we have done it once before. That was the really like, oh my God one. So we do yeah. at least have one retreat under our belts. Pre-pandemic. It's been a while. Like a lot of things have changed and we're doing it at a different place. It's, you know... Yeah. Uh, but Sarah, one thing you pointed out, which is helpful, is to just remember that we are experts as much as anybody is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> In this crazy business. <laughs> we are experts. And it's not that I feel like we have imposter syndrome exactly. It's just it's hard to really embrace that mantle of like, oh, yeah, I actually do really know what I'm talking about. This is something we have many more years than I would even like to admit of experience with. Yes. And 336 podcast episodes discussing. <laughs> God knows. Yes. <laughs> One thing that's nice about doing something like this, and I would say this for anybody who's thinking of doing something similar in their field, is that it's inspiring to get to know people who are newer to this whole business. We can get jaded. We can get cynical. Try not to, but it happens. And to spend time with people who are starting out, who have the passion for the industry, it's inspiring. It is. That's really the best part is meeting new people and feeling like you can in some way help them on this path because it's not an easy path as we talk about. Yes. <laughs> as we've talked about for 336 episodes, it's not an easy path, but it's in so many ways so worthwhile. So yes, that's the part I'm really looking forward to. So action items, Sarah, for us to take out of this is to do a post-mortem after 
the retreat. And this is, again, something I would recommend to everybody who's, whether you're running an afternoon conference or a retreat or a training program, whatever it is. We did this after our last retreat. We sat down, we went over everything, and we took actual notes in a document about what worked, what didn't work, what changes we know we want to make. And we were able to look back at that document, even though it was four or five years later, when we were planning this retreat. Yes, and we also asked the people who came to the retreat for feedback. And that was the most helpful part. People said, this is what I liked, this is what I didn't, this worked really well. So we now have that knowledge going into this retreat, which is super helpful. Yes. And then we plan to do another postmortem after this retreat so that, you know, hopefully we'll be doing these more often. Hopefully it won't be years in between. With pandemics and strikes, et cetera. Exactly. And we'll keep making it better and better, both for ourselves and, of course, more importantly, for the participants. Yes. So here we go, Liz. Here we go. And also, Sarah, I do, I would love to hear from people, like, what do you do? What have you done? What are you planning to do to live in that atmosphere of growth outside your comfort zone? What step are you taking? Because I just love hearing what people are doing. I find it so interesting. Next up, we have a take a hike that's about giving back in a way that works for you. But first, this break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay sarah we're back with take a hike where we talk about mental physical emotional spiritual health all sorts of health This week, you have the advice to find the volunteer opportunity that works for you. And that's the key part of this, that works for you. So 
Explain. <laughs> okay, yes. I have tried multiple times in my life to volunteer with um, an animal organization. The, f- the first time I went in to volunteer at the Lacey Street Shelter in Los Angeles, and at the same time as I walked in, this woman walked in with a box of unweaned puppies, and she was like, I found them in a grocery store parking lot. I'm late for work. Can you check them in? And I was like, yeah, sure, I can check them in. It's puppies. They'll get adopted. No problem, right? So mm. I get up to the counter And the animal control officer says, these puppies are unweaned, and we have 60 puppies. If you leave them, we're going to have to put them to sleep immediately, or you can tell me they're yours. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So I said, they're mine, and I walked out with the four puppies, one of whom became my dog, Daisy, who was like my favorite dog ever, no offense to my dogs who I have now. And then the second time, I tried to help at a, a hoarding situation in Lancaster and ended up coming home with a feral dog and two newborn puppies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one of whom became my dog, Moose. And yes. then this time, and then I never go back because I'm suddenly overwhelmed with puppies and yeah. all of these things and finding homes. And this time, of course, I, had, I admit I also did end up with a, another dog. <laughs> but she's 10 years old and very small, yeah. not a puppy. So, But this volunteering at the Ventura County Animal Shelter is really working for me. And it's very different than other kinds of volunteering. Yeah, so you're going every week. You're kind of becoming, it's like you're able to become more a part of the place. Yes, and (laughs) there are so many different ways to volunteer. There are the fundraising ways. There's project-based volunteering where there's one larger goal. What I find I love about this is I'm just a cog. Mm. There are lots and lots and lots of cogs, and they all contribute to making the place work. And my part is very small, but every time I'm there, I feel like, okay, I got through this load of laundry, or, you know, I got to walk this cute dog who I didn't get to walk last time I was here. And I know, like, I walked Augie last time I was there, and we played in the yard with a Halloween toy, and he was so happy, and... It's a very, everything I accomplish is small, but it all feels really good. Yeah, so you're doing things like washing dishes, doing laundry. Now they've graduated you to walking dogs. And it's all physical. It's almost like a meditation, the way you describe it. It really is. I was in the laundry room for hours the other day. And it's really loud in the laundry room, obviously, because there's just constant dryers and washers and there are industrial size, but it was so peaceful. Like, I felt so peaceful because I was just thinking, and it was quiet. You can't listen to music or podcasts or books or anything. You're just in that moment. And this is the kind of volunteering that my stepmom, Anna, loves to do. She'll volunteer at thrift stores where people make donations, and she washes the clothes and folds the clothes and goes through the boxes. And I never kind of understood how valuable the cog part is. I I am a good cog, and I love (laughs) being a cog in the big wheel. Well, I think it's so great. It's very inspiring to me that you're doing this. I need to find my own what's right for me volunteer situation. Because, yeah, it could be sitting on a board. It could be planning a party. It could be raising money. Or it's actually going and being a person who's there and doing the work. And at different times in your life, different things work. Yeah. This is what works for me right now. And it took me a long time. I was going to say... 
20 years, but I think it might even be a little more than that because <laughs> Daisy was 12 when I was pregnant with Violet and she died and it was so sad. Um, so it's been a while because Violet's 11 now. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad you found this place. And look, it's part of why you moved to Ojai is to do things like this. So yes. you're doing it. So I'm happy for you and I'm happy um, for all of those dogs too, Sarah. So Liz, now let's talk about this week's Hollywood hack. This is something you've been doing that you wanted to share. Yes. So my hack this week is to try a change of scene um, when you're working at home in your home. So we have talked about how some people love to go to work at a coffee shop if you work from home or to work at a diner um, like you like to do or different places or a library. But what I have found recently is that it can be really helpful when you're working from home just to move your spot within your home, whether that's a house or an apartment. Because I have an office and I'm always on the couch in the office or if I'm really writing a lot in bed, I write in bed. Me too. But what I've started doing lately is I go and I sit outside and work. I have for some reason never done that before. And it has been so nice. It's nice to get the fresh air. I get my minutes outside, my 23 and 23, trying to do 23 minutes outside every day. It's just a change of pace. And it's really helped me, like, if I'm like, okay, I'm stuck, I might go sit outside, and that just changes the energy and helps me get unstuck. What's interesting about this to me is that this is something Adam, your husband, has been doing forever. I feel like every time I come to your house to work— Adam is sitting outside with his computer, and you're always inside. So it's fascinating that it took this long for you to go, oh, wait, that's something that I would like. Well, you know why, Sarah? Because we kind of, during the pandemic, claimed our spaces. Ah. Mine was the office. His was outside. (laughs) So I almost felt like that was just his area and that I should— In fact, when I go out there, I say, do you mind if I sit outside— I don't want to cramp your style. I don't want to horn in on his space. His creative space. Yes. yes. So it's funny you notice that because that's actually part of why I didn't go outside was because ah. he had claimed it. But then one day, I don't know if he was out or what, and I just thought, oh, well, I'll go sit outside. And then I thought, oh, this is nice. Now, I will say there are, can be a lot of bugs. So the bugs, if they get bad enough, that then I'm like, okay, time to go back inside. And this is something in L.A. that I think is easier to do than many places. Obviously, January in Minnesota is not the time you're probably going to want to go right outside. But you can also just go to a different part of your house, sit at the kitchen table or sit on the couch in the living room. Like, just changing where you are is so nice. It's something that when we worked in an office— we would be kind of moving around throughout the day, right? And we would take loops during the day. Yes. So we would be in our office. We'd be in the writer's room. We would take loops outside. We might be in the editor's space. We'd be in the kitchen. We'd be sort of all, we might sit in somebody else's office. Working at home, you can really find yourself in one spot for 10 hours, and it's just draining on the soul. 
Anyway, that is my recommendation. I would love to hear if people are doing this at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. I don't know why it took me so long to realize that I should be doing this throughout the day, but now I'm embracing. That is awesome. And as you're talking about this, I'm realizing Violet does this. She will often read in the front yard by the hummingbird garden. Just Ah. go and sit out there. And I just kind of, you know, I never even really thought about it, but that's exactly what she's doing. She's finding a different space to work and focus that feels, you know, not like she's sitting at the table doing dull schoolwork stuff. Well, you know, this is making me think, Sarah, we have a new dead space in our living room because we finally got rid of Jack's trampoline. And I'm like, oh, you know, a comfy chaise lounge for working would be the perfect thing for that space. Yes, it would. All right. Coming up, I have been on a celebrity sighting roll. I have another celebrity sighting. But first, this break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, Sarah, it's time for this week's Celebrity Sighting. This was a fun one. I'll set the scene for you. Adam and I and Jack went to the Katsuya in Encino, our favorite sushi place, right at 5 o'clock. Here's a little side hack for anyone in L.A. who wants to go to Katsuya. It is always jammed. It's really hard to get a reservation if you don't call in advance. If you wait, you might have to wait 40 minutes. But if you go right at 5 o'clock when it opens— you can sit down. In fact, there's often people like waiting outside for them to open the door right at five o'clock. So we did that the other day and saw Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Now, she is someone who brought me great joy to see because she was a star of Saved by the Bell. She played Kelly and my favorite, she played Valerie on the original 90210. Liz, you've had a lot of celebrity sightings. A lot of them recently have been reality stars. And uh, that's not really my world, but I have to say I am so envious of you <laughs> for this one. <laughs> I love her. And you, there's so much nostalgia connected to Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yes, when Cousin Valerie showed up on uh, 90210, it changed the game. But let me just say, she looks fantastic. She was with her kids. She seemed so happy. She looks so great. It was really fun to see her and um, to be eating sushi at Katsuya. She got there even before we did. She really knew the drill. (laughs) Nice. 
And then, Liz, you also have a recommendation this week, a book recommendation. Yeah, so every week we're recommending something that we like, book, movie, podcast, whatever it may be. And this week I'm recommending the book called End Credits, How I Broke Up with Hollywood by Patty Lynn. Now, this is a memoir of a TV writer who worked in Hollywood in the 2000s and decided that being a TV writer ultimately was not for her, thus how I broke up with Hollywood. Now, I found it to be a really thoughtful, interesting look at being a TV writer as well as being very entertaining. Here's what I want to say about it. (laughs) This is not a rah-rah Hollywood book. This is not going to make you want to rush out and be a TV writer, But if you're thinking about being a TV writer, I do think it describes a lot of what it's like pretty fairly. And as we discussed, there are great aspects to the job, but there are also really grinding, not fun aspects to the job. It can be really hard on the ego. It can be... uh, Frustrating, all soul of those crushing, things. Liz. It can be so okay. Crushing. I was Just trying to avoid, <laughs> and I was honestly trying to avoid the term soul crushing. <laughs> it can be soul crushing at times. So I just think, like, this was such a just straight ahead, like, this is what happened. And I related to so much of it, as I know you would, that I thought people might find it really helpful um, and interesting. I did want to add, Sarah, that because this book isn't the rah-rah Hollywood book, I would say if somebody wants to also read one of those, there's always The Kid Stays in the Picture by Robert Evans. Very fun read, very informative, different, you know, takeaways from this one. So to remind everyone, this is called End Credits, How I Broke Up with Hollywood, and it is a fascinating, entertaining read on top of everything else. Liz, did you did you read the book on paper or did you listen to the book? I listened. I love listening to a memoir. So I just sat on the couch and just listened for hours at a time because I couldn't get through it fast enough. Okay, I'm adding that to my cloud library slash audible list wherever I yes. can get it first. And then we will discuss, you and I. Indeed. And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please follow us if you haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sencola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Listen to the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram and threads at S. Fain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Liz, I had a panic attack yesterday because I realized I haven't thought at all about like what I'm wearing to the retreat. Oh, well, I haven't even checked the weather. Do we know what it's going to be? It's going to be hot. I'm like, we really never have hot? to look presentable in person. I Can know. I wear a nice top and sweats? <laughs>
You have my permission to wear athleisure. When we do our <laughs> meetings with everyone, maybe we can say, by the way, athleisure is uh, recommended. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> From the Onward Project.